these talks on prayer. Man, it's been good. To me, like, there's the kids, my wife and the, the kids know it downstairs. Um, that's, like, to me is, like, the most important thing because I still can't, ever since I got saved and fully, like, understood it, I can't wrap my head around the fact that the God of the universe, when we say Heavenly Father, he stops everything and listens and devotes himself to what we have to say. I can't. I wouldn't devote myself to what I have to say, and that's me. And I was just, I was just can't wrap my head around that. You know, what? what is this scripture that says, uh, what is man that thou art mindful of him? But, um, so today we're going to continue on talking about prayer. Um, Pastor Kelly had a few things that she wanted me to hit tonight. And um, is the, some of the important aspects about prayer, some things to consider when we pray. Um, in the Old Testament, everybody knows we're under the New Covenant or New Testament. We're New Testament Christians. Um, Jesus has already come and, and has um, shed his blood, died for our sins, been risen again, and now his spirit lives in us. In the Old Testament, they were under the Old Covenant. The spirit never, ever lived in them. They always, if they, Sometimes they would have the spirit come upon them, um, but they never had the spirit living in them. And there's a big difference when it comes to prayer with that because in the Old Testament, they prayed how they thought they should, how they felt they should, how they – in the New Covenant, one of the things that we can do is, is if you have the Holy Spirit living on the inside, you could be spirit – have a spirit-led prayer. Not just praying in the Spirit, but have a spirit-led prayer. You, you think – you look at a situation, you think, this is how I should pray, and then you give yourself a moment to think, and you feel the unction on the inside. It's just like, no, I need to pray this way. I need to pray, you know, and sometimes it might lead you in a completely different way that you don't even know because God knows what's going on with the person's life and you don't even know. Um, one example that I have of that is um, I know of somebody, um, this is through somebody, a friend of mine, but um, this woman was going through a physical illness and she kept going up to the prayer line for, for um, healing, um, but she was collecting um, finances from the government because of her illness and she was kind of dependent on that. She was kind of like, and every time that she would get prayed for whatever or be talked to about what her sickness was, it would come up in conversation. I want God to heal me, but it's really going to be tight when I don't have that assistance anymore and I don't have. And um, this individual that I know, they were praying for this person in their quiet prayer time, and they were about to pray for her to be healed. And she had been up, like I said, several times in prayer lines. And... Um, he just felt really strongly. It was just like, you know, I, I, if I, she won't be healed from that because she's not wanting it. She's not believing for it. She's not on the on the inside. Lord, change your perspective that you're her provider, and not the government. And that was what he ended up praying for. And that every time she came to his mind, at the, from that point on, that's what he prayed for. And then the point came where she, where her whole countenance changed, and she stopped talking about the well. If I, she's like started saying. When I'm healed, God will provide. When I'm healed, God will provide. And then she went up in a prayer line, and then it was shortly after that she was healed. And so it was just, it was that spirit-led unction that just helped direct that guy into how to pray for in a different way, and it was what she needed. Um, So as we pray, being led by the spirit, then we start praying in accordance, and then you can almost guarantee that you're going to, I don't say almost, but you will be guaranteed as long as it lines up, and we'll get into this with God's word, that you will have what you receive. Um, the Bible says that his answers are yes and amen. Now, one of the things is with new covenant praying is knowing that um, with that with the spirit being on the inside, 
whose you are and with what authority you're praying. Um, as long as you're praying in Jesus' name with his authority, you can have confidence in what you're praying for. Now, if I, write, if I take out a checkbook and I write Jordan a check for $1,000 right now and hand it to him, how much is that worth? Well, even before that. If I, if I write on it, if I write on it, Jordan Lewis, $1,000, and hand you the check, what is that worth? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. It's worth a piece of paper unless I sign it. And it's the same thing with the, with, with the New Covenant prayer is until, until you have the assurance who you're praying, with what authority you're praying with, you don't know what you're going to have you can receive. And Jesus, when he died on the cross, he said, it is finished. He paid for everything. He paid for all of it. Sicknesses, um, uh, against depression, all of that is when you come into relationship with Jesus Christ, you are a heir of God, co-heir with Christ. So therefore, you have just as much right to it as Jesus. So it's just as if he writing the check and he signed it. It's as good. If I signed that, now Jordan might wonder, okay, if I cash it, is it in his bank? But as long as I signed it, he has pretty well sure that all he has to do is put his name on the back, take it to the bank, and he can have that $1,000. So if everybody would, whoever brought Bibles, um, turn to Jeremiah chapter 31. And I'm going to be reading from the NIV, so it might read a little different depending on the translation you have. Jeremiah chapter 31. We're going to start at verse 33. This is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel. After that time, declares the Lord, I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. Verse 34, no longer will a man teach his neighbor or a man his brother saying, know the Lord, because they will all know me. From the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord. So that is talking about the, what, what Jesus ended up fulfilling. Spirit being in us, right in our hearts. You get that check on the inside when something's not right. You got the check like my friend had the check that this isn't how I'm supposed to pray. I'm supposed to pray a different way. Okay, Lord, how am I supposed to pray? And it was that check, that, that unction, that, that authority and of just knowing whose he was and that God was going to guide him how to pray. And he could ask. He could talk to the Spirit. He could ask the Holy Spirit just like a person, just like me asking any one of you something. He could ask. The Lord said that the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, would come and guide us into all truth. Not just, and, and, and I'll say this, not just spiritual truth, but natural truth. Like stuff, if your car breaks down, how, God, how do I fix this? And, and um, I remember one time I had a, a car issue, and I was just at that, I was at a period of my life where it was just seemed like car issue after car issue after car issue. And I was really frustrated and I had a friend of mine from work come over to pick me up because I couldn't get to work. And I was so angry. I was just so, like, ready to throw something. And I had the hood up, and I'd spent a good half hour looking at this engine. I'm trying to figure it out. And I'm not a mechanic, but I know some things about cars. And it was just nothing I could see. Everything looked fine, everything. And I'm just like, what on earth could it be? And so this friend of mine came over, and the first thing she said before she gave me a lift, she says, well, did you pray about it? No, I didn't. 
She's like, well, why don't you pray? I'm like, I'm too angry. You pray. So she prayed. I was in agreement. As soon as we said amen, as God is my witness, the answer was right in front of me. There was a cable that had somehow got disconnected, and, and that was it. And I spent a half hour just standing there fuming. And if I just took five seconds to ask, God, what is it? What is I could probably say to myself, ton of anger and bad attitude and everything else. And um, so anyways, so uh, now one of the things that with prayer is not only just to pray, but to pray into Jesus' name. Pray in the name of Jesus, because again, like with that check, that's with that authority. If I'm going to pick on Matt, if I'm driving, if I'm driving on the, the road and Matt pulls alongside of me and he has his window down and he says, "Dude, you're going a little fast, going a little fast," and he says, "You really should slow it down." I might slow down. I might. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. I probably should slow that. But if I had seen him a long time and he pulls alongside of me and all of a sudden I notice there's a little badge on his. I'm going to slow down a heck of a lot faster, a lot sooner. Be like, hey, Matt, didn't hear about the new job. Thanks for the heads up. So I, it's, he instantly, the minute he comes in, he has an authority. He has an authority because he has that badge. He has an authority. When we walk in, we have the authority to take dominion over things, over situations, over um, circumstances. We could change, like um, I'm, Pastor said this before, is like if you have a sickness. The fact is you may have that sickness, but the truth is that by his stripes we're healed. So truth trumps facts, trumps facts. And so with his authority, if you pray in his authority, you can trump that, you can reverse that, as long as you know with whose authority you, you're praying and you're confident in that authority. You're confident in the... And one of the things with his authority is that when you pray in his authority, it's also you, pray, you have to be praying in line with his principles or what the word says. Now, if Matt pulls alongside me, and, he, and he's got his badge on, and he says, you know, Chuck, not only are you supposed to pull over, but I'm supposed to confiscate everything in your vehicle. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to come to your house, and I'm going to confiscate everything in your house. Something right away says, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. Cop can't do that. A cop can't, something's not right. Cop can't, doesn't have that kind of authority. I know the principles of what a cop can do. And it's the same thing with Jesus Christ. You have to, in order to move heaven and earth, you have to pray with his principles, with his, it can't be like, you know, I've heard people say before, you know, God, give me this guy's car. You know, that's not, God's never going to answer that because that's his car that's coveting, that's not biblical, that's not right. And you can say, God, I like that car, can I have one like it? You know, and you could do that. Um, And if it's God's will, he'll bless you with that car. But you can't pray against his will, you can't pray against um, the, who's heard of the seven sons of Sceva? Anybody heard of them? In the book of Acts, in the book of Acts, Paul um, was going around casting out demons and stuff. And the seven sons, seven sons of Sceva is what they were known by. They tried to do what they did. And the demons not only pounced on them, but they ripped their clothes and sent them away scared. And because the demons' response for them was, Jesus we know, and Paul we know, who are you? And so the, they were saying, the, they were using the exact same words that Paul was using. In the name of Jesus, they heard him say that, so they used the same, but they didn't have his authority. They didn't have, probably didn't even have, a, I don't even know if they had a relationship with him. But they just thought that they could just, like, wrote, use the formula. And, but it's having that authority, having the, um, just, like a, just like a police officer with a badge, knowing, knowing that you have that authority, knowing whose you are, and um, with, with what authority you can say 
you can say, be gone, demon, or come off of them. This you come off of her with the sickness. You have no authority to stay. By a stripe, she you are healed. That same kind of authority, and you have to know it. I was when I was newly saved. Um, I was kind of like before I was saved. I was kind of like any typical teenage kid. I would just kind of, yeah, 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 mom, dad, and I kind of did my own thing and get yelled at and do it consequences later for something I really wanted. But then when I got saved, then instantly, of course, you feel bad, you reflect, you, you do all those kind of things. And I, and I will never forget this, this image is forever embedded in my mind. And I think about it when I pray. When I, was, when I had gotten saved and was feeling bad about things I did to my parents, I wanted to show them respect. And so I went, I don't want to say overboard, but I was like, everything was yes, sir, no, ma'am. You, you know what I mean? I was like, and anytime I went into the fridge, to get something. I was living at home. I go in the fridge. Ma, dad, is it okay if I have this? Ma, dad, is it okay if I have this? And my mom and dad were one day, and I'll never forget this. They were, my mom was lying on the couch. They were watching a TV program. And I typically, like I normally did, I went into the fridge and I says, Ma, do you mind if I have this? And she slammed her hand on the side of the couch and she said, that's it. And I'm thinking, what did I do? What did I do? I'm sorry. And she says, I appreciate you're trying to be respectful. She says, but Chuck, you are our son. That is our fridge. Open the fridge. Help yourself. And all of a sudden, like, this light bulb went on. And ding. And it's just like, we are an heir of God, a co-heir of Christ. You don't have to beg and plead and, oh, Jesus, and say some Hail Marys. And I got to show, and, and, and if I really want this, you know, like, we get Christianese, and it's just like, okay, I, I prayed for something. And it didn't happen the next day. So I'm going to really pray now. And I'm going to get on my knees. And I'm going to really pray. And God will hear me. And then maybe if I shed some tears, maybe then, then, then God will. But if you said it with authority the first time, he did it. It's yes and amen. And then from that point on, you just thank him because it's already done. It's already, it's already like, like the minute I write that check, going back to the check, if I write that check to Jordan and hand it to him and it's signed, even before he cashes it, he's got it. It's his. He just has to access it. He just has to take it to the bank, and then it's already his. It's out of my hands. I can't even, maybe if I called him begged. I didn't mean to write that check. But, but, but that's, it's already, it's already ours. It's already, all of that stuff is already ours. And I, I a lot of times I think that we're going to get to heaven and we're going to look at the stuff that we could have had and didn't. Because we didn't think we could ask. We didn't think that um, we were worthy. Um, I remember uh, this one woman, I was getting my hair cut. And the, she was a Catholic lady, nothing against Catholics. But she was, she was start talking as you do. And, and, and um, she was telling me that she was going through some financial problems. And, and I said, well, did you pray? Because we already established that she was a Christian. And, and I said, did you ask God for money? And she says, well, I couldn't ask God for that. And I'm like, and right away the scripture popped in my head. I'm like, the Bible says, he who did not withhold his own son, how much more will he freely give us all that we ask for him? And it's like, so it's like, here, God puts his son on the cross. He's whooped. He's beat. He's his only son. But that $10.50, now, now that's a little overboard. That's a little too much. You can't have that. You know, I don't see God really doing that. And it's like, so we got to walk with the, that authority, knowing whose who's we are 
and with what authority we have. I'd like you to turn to, if you would, um, I'm going to jump to the Luke chapter 4. We'll start at verse 16. And this is Jesus, and, and when he's after, um, he's already gone through the, the um, wilderness and been tempted. And, um, anyways, he goes into Nazareth, and he goes into the synagogue. He went to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue, as was his custom, and he stood up to read. The scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is on me. Because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor, he has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant, and I love these last three words, and sat down. And it was just like, it, it was almost like everybody know the mic drop, like when somebody's singing, and like they hit it, and they just like, you know, it's just it's just kind of like that authority, like booyah. You know, it's just kind of like that same kind of, and and that's that's pretty much like what it, he's like. He knows the authority his father has given him, and he's like, "That's me. That's it." And amen. Close the book. That's it. I'm it. And even though he's surrounded with people that would call him a heretic and and um, you know heresy, you're calling yourself God. He did not at all question. He was convinced at who he was. And if we walk that, we walk in that authority as Christians, and we know we have that authority, as the Bible says, one can put 1,000 to flight to 10,000. We can walk in, in assurance and not the questioning of, well, but can I? But, but I'm not seeing it. But, and any time you, I want to say every time, but a lot of times when you pray for something, that's the minute the enemy's going to get you. Throw something up. To get you to doubt, get you to, you know, if you get if you get told by a minister or a pastor, they get a word for you, they say God's going to bless you with an increase in your finances. Then you're going to get home, and then it's like, but how come my car won't start now? Well, do you believe what was said, or do you do you doubt? Do you kind of wonder? When Peter Peter was called out on the water, and he stepped out and he walked on the water, Jesus called him. Was it Jesus that, was Jesus the reason that he was allowed to walk on the water? Or was it the faith of Peter in who Jesus was? Because Jesus called me, I can walk on the water. And so it's like, so if you get, going back to the beginning spirit-led, if you feel to pray something, there's your there's your signature on that check. There's your... Or if you read it in the scripture, okay, God doesn't want me to be sick. God doesn't want me to struggle financially. God doesn't want, okay, I got it. There's the signature. I got it. It's done. End of, end of story. I don't care what I see. I don't care what I, end of story. The, the signature is already on the check. I've got it. So therefore I can walk in it. Because just like Jesus called him out of the water, whatever he's calling you to pray about, whatever he's calling you to do, Done. You could take it to the bank. If he, if he said it, done. And that's why he says childlike faith is because a child, when they have, you think about a child who has not, I mean, a lot of children now have bad parental examples, but you think of a good home, child breaks a toy, 
five, six years old. Daddy broke a toy. Fix it. And then goes about his day and just doesn't even give it a second thought because he knows the minute he hands it off, it's done, taken care of, fixed. And then we'll go around playing and not a care in the world. But then us as adults will take something to God. We'll pray something. But, but, but is it? Is it? I just, ugh. I mean, I, I, I know I was going to get a promotion, but I'm hearing people say that people are getting laid off in the building. Ah, God, I don't know. I don't know. It's just like we just have to have that undying trust that just like the fridge example, that whatever, whatever we're in need of, God has got it. God has got it taken care of. It's in the bank. You can, you can bank on it. Turn my page. It doesn't want to turn. He cannot violate his word. And one of the things that you have to do is not only to pray with his authority, but as you pray, not only does God want you to have it because he wants you blessed, just like a loving father, just like anybody who wants their kids to have the best. When When you're worried about something, when you're struggling with something, your joy is affected. Your peace of mind is affected. You're because now you're now you're in worry mode. You're worrying about the situation. You're worrying. You get a you get a report. I'm I'm told I got cancer. You know. Then you're worrying. Okay. What what about me? What about my kids? What what's going to happen? Not only do, we're not supposed. Number one, we're not supposed to worry in those times. You're supposed to trust God, but then believe you receive it. So then that way you don't have to worry. You don't have to fret. You don't have to. Um, Doubt what God's going to give you because you know that he wants you to have it and he wants your joy to be full so you can trust in him. Um, the peace that surpasses all understanding so that our hearts and our minds will be stayed on him. So your focus stays on him, just like that little kid. Their focus wasn't on any worries. They were enjoying themselves. And God wants the same thing for us so that we can take dominion over this. Because when, when, when Adam fell, he handed the baton of ownership of this earth to Satan. And that's why when Jesus was being tempted of the devil, he could say, he put him on the, the pinnacle and he says, see, all of this I can give you. And he showed him all the kingdoms of the world. He says, because I have the authority to give it to you. Well, who gave him the authority? Adam. He handed it right off. So when Jesus comes into our lives, Jesus gives the authority to take it back. Because his authority trumps, like, just like, just like with, uh, with, with Matt, if, I, if he has that badge on, but somebody with a higher badge comes by and says, no, no, he's fine. Don't worry about it, Chuck. You keep going the speed you're going. I'd be like, I like you. And I, you know, I'll vote for you next year, Sheriff. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it's, so it's that higher authority. So Jesus trumps that so we can take things back. In this world, sickness because Satan has control. Satan can put sickness on somebody. We have the authority in Jesus' name to take it back. If you're the only saved person in your house, According to the Bible, you are the priest or priestess of that home. So you have authority over that house, biblically. And you could take authority over that place and over something that a non-believer in your house is dealing with. You can take authority over them. They can't if they don't know God, but you can because you have that signed check. You know what's yours. I'm going to quote one, one story that was in this that I liked. Um, Smith Wigglesworth. Has anybody heard of Smith Smith Wigglesworth? I'd hate that last name. 
Um, Smith Wigglesworth was known for healing people, raising dead people. He had times where he would take dead people out of caskets and throw them up against the wall and order them to be healed and to be healed. And a couple times, they'd still slump to the ground, and he'd take three times, but then they'd get up and walk away. And he was, and it's all recorded. He's got this kind of stuff. And it, Smith Wigglesworth has a story, in, and um, he says that uh, there's something heal, there's something about believing God that will cause him to pass over a million people to get to you. Now, when you think about that, a million people to get to you, that woman with the issue of blood, surrounded by people. I guarantee you every single one of those people had some kind of a need. Could have used some more money. Could have used whatever. All of them, touching it, pushing on them. One woman grabbed him. And he didn't, even, he didn't even know she was coming. Grabbed him. And because her faith was there, it forced that virtue to come right out of him. Because that faith, that faith to believe. So, and the, the last thing I'm going to say is um, to believe you receive before you see the answer. Believe that you receive it before you have it. Especially going back, if you're praying those spirit-led prayers, because if God isn't going to lead you to pray something for somebody else that's unselfish, that's out of your norm, that's out of your so if it's if it's already lining up with whatever you're feeling in your heart to pray for, if it's already lining up with His Word, you know right away where it's coming from. Especially especially if it wasn't like a lot of times you know a spirit led prayer is if you're praying one you're going to start to pray one direction and all of a sudden I know where this thought comes to pray a different direction. Then you know you already have it. You can take it to the bank so that you there's no reason to doubt there's no reason to not trust. You can take it and you can bank on it that you have it. And then when you have it, then that not, not only will will that encourage your faith, but then also too then the next time you pray, even more confidence, even more boldness. Um, to go to that throne and ask God for what you need, and not hesitate like like a, like an orphan like me with that that fridge, but just know that it's yours. You have as much right to it as Jesus Christ. So if you if you're praying for something, would Jesus have the right to ask for it? Then I do. According to what He did, I'm already seated with Him in heavenly places. According to Scripture, I'm already on my throne in heaven already, even though I'm not there yet in the natural. Spiritually, I'm already up there. So I can ask for it with faith, knowing that I have it. So think about that as you pray, and as you go throughout your week, and whatever you're praying for, whatever you're believing God for, don't lose faith, um, and just believe that you have it. So if we can, I'll just close with some word of prayer. Dismiss. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for everybody here. I thank you, God, that you drop everything to hear what your kids have to say. And Father God, I just pray, Lord God, that we will pray as you will, as you would want, with faith, with confidence as to who we are and whose we are. And Father God, I, I pray also, God, that you would help us to have ears to hear, that we'd take enough time to listen to what you want to say, to how you want us to pray over a situation. Father, we thank you for all that you do, seen and unseen, and all that, you, all that you're going to do. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man what you have in store for those who diligently seek you. God, we thank you for all of it and all of this. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a blessed week.
forget to subscribe to this podcast and take a look at all of our social media sites, which can be found at our website, gvchurch.tv. We know that today's message has been a blessing to you. Thanks for listening. We are Genesee Valley Church, loving God, loving people, and loving life.